I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. I'll see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Let's, let's see if the sillies match there. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Friday, happy Thursday, happy all of the days of the week, which is a lot easier to remember than math and multiples of sixes, but that's neither here nor there. This is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet, the number one pretty eye podcast out there in these streets and in your dirty ass earbuds. You should probably take a minute to wipe Mm -hmm. them shits out with a disinfectant wipe, but Nevertheless, across from me, that's my guy, that's your guy, that's West with no T, that's Forever Young 89 on all the socials, that's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here. One of the cooler names we call him is Elmer Young, we don't use that enough around here. But uh, most importantly, that's my guy, that's your guy, that's our motherfucking friend, what's going on, my guy? Um, You know, regular degular shit, um, I, you know, keep swinging from my waist, um, ready to... Talk about some of the shit that's been going on out here in the streets. I guess there's enough of it to talk about on the lowest of keys, um, mm-hmm. and and we'll get there. But um, as my guy across from me stated, this is the number one most pretty eye podcast on the internet. Um, and the guy across from me with highest takes in the United States, that is Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the serial shit, or you can still go over to youtube.com where um, we don't encourage you to. But if you would like to, I mean, who are we to stop you? It's like a, a, a First Amendment it's right a free platform, like freedom of speech. You know, you can do all types of shit that you want to do. Um, but where else do we want to go this week? Um, <laughs> fuck it, let's go uh, walkoffthestage.com slash dipped in butter program. Where, walk off the stage. Down. I mean, if nigga, if you got to walk off a stage, you might just got to walk off a motherfucking stage. You know what I'm saying? Like we are definitely and, talking rolling loud this week. In whatever fashion, you might need to walk off a stage. There's not just one instance where that might happen. However, you can catch my guy here each and every um, Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the Dipped and Buddy program, wherever podcaster place, because that's where this one goes. My nigga and yours was popping. Hey, uh, before we get into news and media, because we got a lot of it's it's funny with this show because it seems like there's weeks where the stars don't do shit, mm-hmm. and then there's weeks where the stars do everything, and then there's middle weeks where it's like a bunch yeah. of stars talking, but it ain't really about shit. So I think we're at the latter here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How was your weekend before we get started on anybody else's bullshit? How are you, man? How did things go um, with you this weekend? That's how, so wild how, that you said that because I think I said that after listening to last week's pod, like niggas don't even be doing check ins no more. We just be. Well, I Let's, feel like we shouldn't do it every week because I we mean, talk. We we yeah, do talk. We try I mean, we not do. to talk, but we talk. We, we talk. do. Um, my my weekend was cool. Um, I have it written down here to maybe talk about it a little bit. Maybe yes, maybe no. But we did the whole um virtual baby shower thing um over the weekend. How does that work? Can you please walk me through? <laughs> yeah, never I seen mean, it. like I I did not want to be the friend to like when we got the invite and we got the information and stuff like that to like stop all of y'all celebratory mannerisms. With a question as to what is it? Like, I didn't want to be like, what is it? And then we're friends. So I'll just, whatever the fuck it was, I'm rolling. But I had no idea what it was. Yeah, it's just like, you know, you know, when when COVID came around, everybody kind of had to move things remote. So it's just the same version. Like, it's the same shit. The only thing that was missing from our Less hot and ready pizzas. 
we didn't have any meatballs, and I didn't have on a Burberry t-shirt. Like, those were the only two things that were missing from the entire equation. Outside right. of that, like, they play, you know, the, the guessing games, the goofy shit, you know, whatever they did. There was prizes and shit like that. But, like... All online. Well, all online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, more importantly, it was just for, like, people to, like, show their faces and show their excitement for the situation. For real, for real. It wasn't really, like, a whole, you know what I'm saying, like, super event where, like, if you didn't come, I feel the type of way. Like I don't feel. But it's an exciting way. thing, though. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it was an exciting thing, like you say. More and more so for anything. Like my wife say, like eighty five percent of that shit was for me, which I'm a <laughs> you know old unhalf impressed ass nigga anyway. So did it really matter? Yeah, it did because I'm like sentimental like that. Not I'm into my thirties and shit, but like everything makes you cry now. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like when I sit back and think about it, but like it was cool. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. No, no, uh, no, nothing bad to say about it. I feel like, and I don't know if this is, has ever been a thing or if it's still a thing, maybe I'll take my guidance here from you or even the listening audience that wants to yell at me through their screen. Um, is, this a, is this or has this ever been a measuring stick toward relationships or friendships or family members? Like, has anybody ever used a baby shower to determine whether or not somebody's going to get to be a godparent. It was like down to the fourth <laughs> quarter and it was between your friend from middle school and your friend that y'all been kicking it hard since graduation. And it's like, well, we got the history over here, but I see this motherfucker every day and we kick it hard. And I could pick either of them for the godparent, but based on the presence at the baby shower, maybe that's like the last determining factor, whether it's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady here. Like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? Is this petty? I, Am I bringing up stupid shit? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the sixteen and pregnant approach to that. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't show up and get my baby nothing from off the Kmart Blue Light Special Rack, then I don't I know if I can fuck with you. Yeah, hey, I, I don't know if I can fuck with you. But like, as an adult, like that didn't particularly, you know, what I'm saying because like I've I've heard from people that wasn't there and, and vice versa, and also, you know, what I'm saying it's it's one of those practice what I preach type of situations, and not for nothing, like this was kind of um, my mom spearheading the situation and like. Mm. I don't I don't even know how to like word it correctly, but like it's my mom and like old people use Facebook and like so that was the go to for that. And like you already know the conversations that we have here about social media. A lot of us ain't paying attention. To you Facebook. probably heard from a lot of your friends. Dog, I didn't even see that shit. <laughs> I haven't even heard from my friends. So I know that they haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? The ones it. that yeah, the one or even the ones that did see it and didn't particularly get a chance to show up. Like I understand that real life happens and you might have forgot some shit that came off of Facebook. And like I wasn't the one that. I went through and like text everybody personally on the side like hey this is what was going on like nah I just kind of left it at that because it is what it is like and that and that doesn't you know that that doesn't stop people from sending something if they want to send something or you know reaching out to me whatever case may be I'm not tripping either way I don't care like I invited the people who I wanted to invite whether you came or not I'm not because again like this was this was something that my mom wanted to do because this is something you know, kind of a regular theme that we spit over here amongst our circle you know because my because we aren't there this is the shit that we would do if we were there. So like, we still going to do this shit just in a different format. So like, right, try to we do. actually executed on this one, you know, versus some of the other talks that we've been able to have. But like, that yeah, was just hopefully that went, uh, hopefully that went swimmingly in every hat. It did. Everybody had a great time. It is one cool thing about baby showers. Like, first of all, let me say that like, I've always, I'm saying always, like I got a bunch of kids, but I got two and they're significantly spaced apart. And with both of them, uh, we have baby showers for both of them because they were so spread apart. I think if Jaden was born 
uh, in 2006 and Cameron was born in 2008, we probably wouldn't have did it for Cameron, right. at least not to any magnitude. But because right. they were so far apart, I always say here, like, we have two only childs. And it's just mm-hmm. like, by the time Cameron was born, we was like, fuck it, we do it again. Because, like, we barely even remember the first one. Like, we was fucking kids when we had the first one, basically. Right. So, like, it's interesting to me how baby showers, in my mind, have kind of transformed to being like a thing that the women put on and then the guys just make sure that the 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 sign in the front is fucking level and then they go in the basement and drink beer. Like, as far as I've been out here, like out of school and in my own place and been attending baby showers, the fathers have always been involved. And I think that's a cool thing. Like, I think baby showers are tight. I attend baby showers when it comes to people that right. I know and care for and shit like that. Like it's never and been like, a weird thing for me, but to your, to your credit, like we had just got home from the baby swim lessons. We had stopped and got something to eat before we got back. So we got back maybe like 10 minutes before the shit started. So like I had already told my mom, like, Hey, might be getting on a couple minutes late, but like it was the equivalent of that. Like I got logged on. I made sure the camera and everything worked. And they were all like, okay, where's Janelle? Um, and I turned the camera around Put to her. Front and center. Yeah, she was front and center, and I kind of just like lurked in the background, you know, and made, uh, made sure still, everything. Still a fashion of that. Yeah, we're as niggas, we're going to evolve wherever, like evolve wherever technology <laughs> yeah. takes us, but we'll still be like essentially cavemen to whatever we can get away with being cavemen yeah. at. You know what I mean? Like whatever society and technology, wherever it takes us. We will always be just two steps behind or two levels lower yeah. to where we can still be comfortable and not have too many expectations. Like mo- most women know they probably can't tell the man go in the kitchen and make a specific dish from scratch. But Mm-mm. you can absolutely tell that man to go in the kitchen and get the cake and bring it out. And he's going to do it. And we're not going to drop it. Like not going to never drop cake it. up ever. Like you can't depend on us to make the meatballs in the grape <laughs> jelly. But you can count on us to make sure the little candle underneath them stays lit so they continue to be warm from 2 o'clock start time, really more like 2.45, all the way till 6 o'clock when we got to get out of here because the venue is only paid for it till 6, so we got to sweep up. I'm on trash. I'm on get this shit back all organized when it's time to be out of here. It's time. We got to go. That's the Black Lake Dog, Park special. Nobody flips a recreation center chair upside down and puts it on top of a table like me, bro. Like I am the... I am the number one flip a chair over and put it on top of the table nigga of all time. That actually might be a show that I'm worth like watching. Like take three families, put them in a separate recreational center and say, hey, and who can get this shit back clean right this shit cleaned up and like put back together how it's supposed to be put back together? I would actually watch that shit, bro. Like imagine three of those little imagine that little rec center spot over there at Black League Park, like times three and just be like, all right, it's a mess in here. Go. Like, I, I would. <laughs> Bro, it sounds stupid, but do you remember what numbers Supermarket Sweep did in the 90s? Man, lots of numbers. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can see it. We happen. watched. Man. We watched middle-aged white women put hams in grocery carts <laughs> emphatically. Man, I'm so sure. if you're telling me we will watch that, we will watch this. I I'm will sure, watch this. I'm sure they're still doing Supermarket Sweep or whatever the hell that shit was called. Like, I'm sure it's still a version on somebody's network, probably on Tubi. Like, I don't understand how they have so many variations of episodes of that show when, like, everybody knows you got to get the ham and the turkey and the coffee and the diapers. How the fuck Every, is anything else ever getting every, grabbed? Everybody it's didn't know that, beyond. man. The, the internet didn't exist then. That's what made shit like that fun. Uh, like, but a cleanup show, like, nah, you really got to 
You really got to get busy. You got like, to break your the tables down like, and put the that. tables away. Like that's a Cause, that's cause a move. It's inevitable that somebody's going to start using the dust mop before the chairs get turned upside down, and then you're just going to be shaking your head like, "Motherfucker, you're going to have to go back and sweep again because you didn't get all the way under the table because you didn't move the chairs." I think that's a better challenge for black people than the crate challenge. That's that's a fact. Uh, um. I got a little happening that happened for me last week that we didn't get to talk about. Uh, So at work, as you know, um, I have like a work vehicle that's necessary for me to get around town, to take the meetings Mm -hmm. I need to take, to complete the things I need to complete, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I was off work. uh, Was it last week or the week before? It's all running together now. But for a consistent week, I was off work. My work truck was parked and I parked it out of the way because I didn't want it to be in the way. Well, I knew I wasn't going to be using Mm -hmm. it for a Mm -hmm. whole week. And I parked that shit out of the way. So when you say my work truck, does it say like supervisor just like below no, the window? No, it's just the work truck that I always use. That's pretty. It's assigned to me, but just, anybody can use it. But they they shouldn't because it's yours. I mean, they can. I welcome them to use it, but they don't because it's mine. And that's why you park it far too to discourage. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> actually, you know what? I wish they would use it because it's like if I'm not using it, use the motherfucker. But they were like, "No, that's your truck. I want to use another truck." Okay, like, All right. whatever, bro. I, maybe I stink. Maybe they just need to tell maybe, me I stink, maybe. and your work truck stinks. And maybe that's how they. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Whatever the case may be, I park the motherfucker off to the side. <laughs> right? I come back after ten days of not being. Matter of fact, I didn't even get all the way back yet. I got a text on the day I was supposed to be back, and I couldn't be back yet. I got a text from a coworker saying, hey, um, didn't know if you was back at work or not yet. I thought you was, but I saw that your car wasn't here, so I don't think you're at work. But I just wanted to let you know that your work truck has been pretty vandalized and both of your rearview mirrors are broken and we can't find your license plate and someone's tampered with your gas tank. And I was like, huh. Interesting. Now, like this, this government property, they they bought it, bought it like this that. This government property. This up, is government. Up I, you know what? Hill? That was the first time I've thought about that. So I don't. It's been a while that this has happened, and you just now saying that for the first time is the first time it's occurred. Yeah. To me. Like, damn, that is government and, property. And I don't, I don't want to be the guy to make any correlation to all the black people in town were on stage, and now the truck <laughs> being vandalized. But you know, I want to, I want to point it out. I do. All right, fuck. Hey, listen, if we got to reach, then let's stretch first. Why um, not? W- so they told me this. And you ever have somebody tell you some news in a way where you feel like they're trying to amp you without trying to be responsible for amping you? Yeah. Like they're telling you and you're receiving it, but you're not like freaking out. So they're like telling you more telling you. And it's just like, okay, like I heard you. My work show was doing a lot. It ain't much I can do about it now. I'll handle it when I get back, et cetera, et cetera. And I think Damn, they wanted like, me to how like- many- how many more days of PTO did you have at that point? Like, fam, I'm yeah, like, I was going to be back in a couple do, hours bro. anyway. Yeah, what like, you, what do? Do you want me to do now? It's five o'clock. I'll be there in 10, be there. Yeah. 12 more hours. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, yeah, so I'll talk about it later. So it was interesting because I think what connection they wanted me to make was before I left on vacation, I had to let an employee go. And uh-huh. I think everybody was like, starting to do employee math. Like, okay, mm. a week after this person stopped being here, this happened to Lamar's truck and he had to let go, et cetera, et cetera. And I wasn't trying to rush to that conclusion. Okay. Although I think we were all kind of thinking it like, ah, oh, this motherfucker got it. Fam, got I, it. I felt some strangely like this was the plot of 187, but I'm going to let you continue before, <laughs> before I, before I continue. It's kind of like 187 if it was on Disney though. So I'll, 
I'll, okay. I'll explain. All right. I get to work. I go through the motions for the paperwork. I make very clear in the paperwork that I was not driving the truck when it took damage. It was parked and I wasn't even at work. So I'm just going to go ahead and check this don't need a drug test box because I wasn't even in the car. Nothing needs to be talked about. I'm not. What do you want me to elaborate? Because I'm not going to. No, I don't, fam. But like, because I love you, that's the joke that I had. And it took everything in me to like suppress the fuck out of that. Well, I got you. We we do a show together. We're together. We're business partners. Finger rolled that thing so beautifully by yourself. I want to let you know that, fam. So like, I just want to check that box real quick. And I like, you know, when you drop paper off paperwork off to HR, but you don't stick around to like talk to them. You just like. I would have slid it under her door if she would have let me, but like, you know, I'm just giving this to you real quick. I'll send you an email about it. Don't even trip. I just want to get it to you real quick. I'll be back and get that sound, out of there. That sounds, like, that. that sounds like the same way I would make those nightly deposits at Four Rapids. <laughs> pew, pew. So here's the more interesting part about the story, though, is that I had to make a, a police report so that we could file the claim so the damages can be paid for out of our budget, right? It's right. just part of the paperwork. Right. So I go across the street to the police department. Fortunately, I know pretty much everybody up in there because we work that building. No big deal. I'm with one of the officers that I'm actually not very familiar with. And he's asking me the rudimentary roundabout questions. You know, when did it happen? Where did it happen at? I'm telling him. He's like, oh, okay, I don't think there's any cameras over there. I'm like, actually, there are cameras over there. And he's like, oh, I was thinking of the wrong parking lot. There are cameras. So is this not like a, yo, I'm off this week. Here's the nigga you should be reaching out. Like, do you not have an out-of-office message that you slide into your doors? Well, you don't like an office, so I've, I got, damn it, we got so I don't much. I have an office. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's shit, no shit coming back to me now. So, like, I mean, do you, like, slap a note to the door where people know they can find you behind? Like, hey, Fam. behind this door, you will not find Cat this week. But you can go find Brad down in the mechanic no, shop. There's no, there's no Brad. What I'm telling oh. you, Wes, is if I'm off one day or 100 days, they'll still call me. And okay. my coworkers will call me about shit that they know I can't do. Like, my coworkers will call me and be like, hey, have you seen the green vacuum? And it's like, I've been off for five days. Like, there's <laughs> no nope. way. There's nope. no way I can know where the yeah. vacuum you just gotta is. Give Even them if some... I did before I left, by it's five days there. later, there's no way I have an no accurate touch on that. I just <laughs> yeah, don't. No way, there's no, no way, way I can know. <clears throat> like, so it's shit like that. But anyway, talking to an officer, getting the police report filled out so I can take it to HR and get all of this shit taken care of. Got to take it to risk, get all of this shit. And then the guy asked me, of course, as officers do, he's doing his job, nothing wrong with that. He's like, you got any idea what could have happened here? You made anybody mad recently? This seems like intentional vandalism. You, oh, shit. You ain't pissed nobody off recently. And I just like, I mean, not what I can think of off the top of my head. Like, you know, I deal with a lot of people all the time. I'm a supervisor. Right. I mean, anybody right. can do this. And it could be just a random, you know, happenstance of, you know, some punk ass kids. I mean, it was parked 30 feet away from the skateboarding park. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they vandalize this parking lot a lot. There's always broken bottles and fucking cigarette butts and shit over there over the night because the kids, they got to, you know, show the other kids how they're bad one way or another. And sometimes <laughs> right. your truck just happens to be the example. Right. I'm not going to sit here and tell the officer like, you know what? I fired a nigga seven days ago. Call <laughs> him first. I like, I'm just not going to be that nigga. I can't do it. <laughs> I just could not bring myself to do it. And I think the way I was talking, I think the officer was like, in his mind, I feel like he was going, he knows who did this. He this definitely truck. knows who did this, but whatever. Like, this town is way too small. He knows who did this to a truck, right. but I ain't want to go there. It's just like, listen, if he did it, 
it's on the cameras. Like y'all have, uh, they're going to go check the cameras. So he's like, I'm going to check the cameras. They actually do have a camera in that parking lot. I'll check them, see what we can find. I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, it'll make no difference to me as long as the papers get turned into HR and my truck get fixed. I kind of don't even care if my truck get fixed really, really. Like, for sure. This ain't my personal vehicle. This is a work truck. Like this mm-hmm. is, the government pays for this shit. I don't mm-hmm. care what mm-hmm. they do to my mm-hmm. truck. As long as I ain't in the motherfucker. Right. Certainly not driving. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he does all of this shit, bro. He calls me back maybe four hours later while I'm at the gym. I'm just now getting off work. The officer calls my phone. He's like, hey, turns out, ran the cameras back. We actually have footage of the guy actively vandalizing your truck. We actually was lucky enough it wasn't obscured or anything. He's like, now nah, it's not the clearest picture in the world. But there is a clear shot of this guy destroying your truck like we oh can see God. him doing it. and i'm like wow for real like i thought for sure there would be like a gang of other kids covering him up or it was right. just too dark or he's like nope got a as good as a picture as we could get so he's like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna send this out to the other officers around town i'm gonna go ask some questions and see if we can't figure out who this is and I'm, at this point now i'm curious i'm like can you send me that is there any way you can send me that real quick? And then I'll take a look at it and just see if there's anybody I just happen to know. He's like, sure, I can send it to you right As we on the phone, he's literally like texting it to me right now. He's like, I'm sending it to you right now. So I get it. I look at it. It's not him. It's not him. I was okay. like, see, this is why you mind your fucking business. For sure. Because I think we was all thinking it like now. Obviously, it could be like one of his friends that he sent to go fuck my truck up, right? Like <laughs> that's, that's still on up. the table, but it's not enough on the table for me to care enough to even bring it up. Wasn't the kid. I was totally glad it wasn't the dude. So I'm like, cool. It's just some random kid, random vandalization. I'm cool with that, right? So he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to send this out, look into it. I'll see what I can dig up. I'm like, bet, bro, before I even get off the treadmill, he calls me back. I recognize the number. Like, what the fuck is this officer calling me again? Like, he's getting too, like, we're not buddies, bro. Like, don't be just calling me. <laughs> I was about to say, you get a little too personal, fam. Back-to-back yeah, calls. Yeah, like, kid. you ever meet somebody and they call you too many times yeah. too close to yeah. the time that you first talked to them? So he's calling me back. I'm like, oh, what? I hope this don't become a thing. Like, I hope we're not just buddies now because we shared a little giggle while he was dusting. <laughs> but he calls me back and he's like... Totally just found out exactly who did it, and we got him. And I'm like, what? Wait. Jesus. Is now this that's, a Scooby-Doo mystery? Now, that's police work, okay? That's that police. goddamn police work. Bam. Swear to God, it was like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Like, you don't see this shit outside of Disney Channel. He said what happened was, is he put the picture out there, he got in his cruiser, rode around to the two fucking teen parks that we have here in town, and he showed the picture to some teens, and it was like... Oh, yeah, we know that kid. They pointed that nigga right out. <laughs> when I say they pointed him out, Wes, you are making podcast jokes. But what you don't know, the reality is, is they said, we know that kid. Matter of fact, he's right He's there. right over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. was at the God. park. Cop rolls up on the kid, shows him the picture, asks him about it. You know what the kid says? Wasn't me. I wish he did. You know what the kid said? The kid says, yeah, that was me. I was bored. Confess to the crime right on the spot, open and close case, Scooby-Doo unmasking, Disney Channel ending, roll the credits, show me the Sprite commercial. And I was just like, I've always suspected the town that we live in wasn't real, but nothing can be more true than a fucking car vandalism crime being solved in less than eight hours. My man said, yep, it was me. I was bored. I didn't have shit to do. I was just bored. Like... 
at this point, like I would have been too scared. Like if that ever happened to me as a teen, I would have been too scared that my parents gonna was gonna find out that I did some shit. Like you ever fucking bust a window as a fucking adolescent, mm-hmm. and the first thing you think about is like, oh my god, my dad fam, fucking thought I busted we, that window. Woodcrest Elementary School, fam. Like I went to Oakmont, but you had to pass Woodcrest, and this is before Woodcrest was even open, bro. So it used to be just like. Closed and broke down, nigga. So we would go around back and literally throw rocks Oops and break the windows. And like, you have to break it. Was like shit. A, it was like a throw the rock and run type of situation because I don't want nobody to see me doing this. Like, he was, sti- li- uh, you, yeah. I, you always bring up the right shit because on the camera, the kid was like sticking around, taking his time. Like, he was slowly vandalizing my shit. Jesus. Damn. I grew up in East Haven. We used to kick windows out of Monticello's project building all the time. And as soon as you heard the first crack, all seven to ten of us would take off running. Like, take off running. It couldn't even be nobody in the building we would take off running. I mean, This motherfucker, like, smoked a cigarette, sat on the curb, stood back up, finished breaking my rearview mirrors, tried to rip off my license plate. Like, fam, how do you have so much time to be bad, bro? Like, how is your heart not racing? Uh, yeah, fam, and, and it's a whole different level now. Like, I don't want to be morbid, dude, but have you heard about the whole Kia Boy story from back home, fam? This is kind of like a perfect thing to, like, bring up. So, like, particularly the, the young kids back home have been stealing Kias and Hyundais because they are easy to steal. There's, like, some type of situation. Like, it's very easy to, like, in less than 30 seconds, fam. They oh, can steal I, yeah, that's how it used to be back in the day with Oldsmobiles. They taught right, us in East Haven right. how to steal Oldsmobiles because you can right. break the steering wheel. So, wild easy. Right, so they so they call themselves the Kia Boys, and these young kids is out here like stealing the cars, riding the around reckless. Boys. I hate that name, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for sure. So they they riding around, but like, long story short, you know, niggas have been talking about this for weeks, and not that it well, it is kind of coming to a head now, but yet last night, what's today, Monday? So Sunday night, I guess these kids like stole the car, got caught stealing the car, like you know, had the bird on them, had the police on them, like end up, you know high high speed chasing like getting away from the cops but the cops never chased them but like these basically these niggas end up crashing the car and two of them is dead you know what i'm saying these are 14 year old kids they was 14 year old kids and the and the, and the and the third one of them um is in the hospital or whatever the case may be I, I i assume he's gonna live um but then i seen another chick on facebook earlier that i guess her son is another one of these niggas that they was looking for um and she kind of like called the police on her son this nigga and like ran away and all types of shit so it's fucking I, crazy <clears throat> Let, let's sidebar real quick i'm mm-hmm. sorry if i couldn't cut, cut no, off your story but i've always wanted to ask you this and this is the perfect time to bring it how do you feel about parents calling the police on their kids under well, any circumstance, well, like, I feel it, like that's a discussion, it, like, and that's something to wrap up. Like, but that's kind of why I was bringing that part up to ask you, sure. kind of like, how do you feel about kids actually being punished for their essential crimes? Like, we know that there is shit in the house that you need, even though there's adolescent for. crimes. Yeah, like even though be, be, because and, and that's kind of the stance that some people are some people are taking. Like some people, or you know, for for lack of a better term, some people are rooting for the Kia boys, and there are others like, hey, I don't give a fuck about nothing. Like these is kids who are still in like hard and like not for nothing, hardworking adults, cars or who, whoever yeah. the fuck you yeah, is to get a car. I know these are tasks these days. Yeah, like and life ain't sweet. You know what I'm saying? So you still in my mode of transportation or what? Something that's helping me just stay afloat. So if you take this away from me, nigga, you might be fucking up so much shit for me. So like I can understand that point but again like where 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 do we draw the line on you know teenagers because like i say they were 14 committing crimes and how they should be like reprimanded for that like i say this ain't mm-hmm. a you need to go clean up your room and i can tell you a hundred times until you finally get it like 
How, how many times do we let y'all steal a car or not for nothing? How many niggas do we let you murder before you turn 18 before we'd be like, all right, fam. Like, <laughs> like all right, now we're going to put you in the yeah, big jail. Yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are we going to yeah. do? So, like, what's the... How, how do how do we feel? And it's like, you know, of course, everybody brings up the, you know, it's so they bring up the conversation of, you know, air quote trauma about our parents beating on us. And it's like, yes, yeah, some parents did go overboard. But I think for the most part, a lot of parents just instilled that fear in their children and got a lot of understanding out of their kids that you're not about to fuck around on me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's really where a lot of the discipline comes from outside of the house. Like you have more fear of your parent than you do of even running into these or like I'm gonna run into these people and when I gotta go face up to my people, like I'm I ain't I ain't gonna know what to do and it's gonna be much worse for me at home. Well, I, I feel like fearing your parents is your first lesson in having a healthy fear of life. Right. Sure. Like you see so many of these kids and young people growing up <clears throat> that have no fear of life kicking their ass. Because they never even started off with a basic baseline fear of their parents. I feel like that's just my personal right, opinion. Right, right, like, right. <clears throat> I think your first fucking healthy fear is just being like, you you need to kind of not know what your dad is capable of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, you know he yeah. loves you, but your you dad, don't know if that love is strong enough to keep his hands off your throat. I was about to say, your dad needs to shock you one moment when he like grabbed you up by the shirt when you wasn't expecting it. Like it's been all That's love and then he had to get serious and he had to grab you up. And by the time you looked at him, he was already like 10 steps ahead of you and on your ass. Like, mm-hmm. so you gotta, you gotta figure out how to navigate through that. And it only takes that to happen once for you to understand like, Oh, this is what I got to look at. And this is way scarier than anything else. You, like my, my friends can't need, even scare me this much. Fam, in my opinion, you only need one time for your father to look at you like his opponent. Before yeah. you like really evaluate some yeah. shit in your life, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I remember the first time. Well, I might even say the only time my dad has ever like looked at me like I was his problem. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, and my don't get it fucked up. Like, my dad loves me. He loves all his kids. My dad did right. an excellent job with us, especially when he had to do it by himself. Like, but there was some fuck shit that I've done like in my little adolescent days trying to figure it out. Where he looked at me like you are fucking up my household and you yeah, could potentially nah, be out. And, and like, I learned a lot just from him giving me them vibes. Like, do you want to be the problem or do you want to be a family member? Fan, and and, and I got a, that shit right together. And that's a real thing. Like, I, and I can understand it from you know I've seen it from a few different angles, but like you definitely like gotta as I like to say, you got to get on program. And if you can't get on program, fam, like. I got to I got to approach you in a different type of manner because you're not you're not understanding what I'm saying. So, like, maybe if I talk to you like a nigga, I don't know, you might understand that I treat you like a nigga that I don't know. And hopefully we can get back to acting like father and son. That's really that's really what I'm hoping. When you're in the midst of that storm, that's all you want is to get back to a simpler time. When you had to ask before you can get some fruit dots. Yeah, like, for I sure. I just like, bro, I used to hate asking to get some cereal, <laughs> but now all I want is to ask to get some cereal. Like, that's all I want is to get back to regular. So, yeah, like, I, I really do think that, that all of that stems from that, man. And I don't know, bro. Like, I hate to be on here as the 40-year-old dad that just think I got all the answers because I do believe a lot of it, for me personally as a parent, I do believe a lot of my, oh, you and Donovan do a good job comes from nature versus nurture. Like, I think we just naturally got good kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. I know there's a lot of parents that deal with, like, teaching their kids how to go to bed on time, right? Like, you put Mm -hmm. your kid to bed. You tell them it's night-night time. You hear them crying when you close the door. 
maybe 15, 20 minutes later, they get up and come back in your room and tell them I'm not sleepy and start crying and shit like that. And it's just, we have never had to deal with that with any of our kids, either right. of them. So I was about to say, we, fam, you know, you know what the white people birth, call it? Like, they call, they call birth, it. Fam, I've never understood infants sleeping in the bed with their mother, father, or both. Like, I have, we have always put our infant in a crib or a cradle. Always, sound, always, always. Like, you sound like, no motherfuckers you sound like go to bed. Here. They go in their crib. They yeah. go in their bed. They go yeah. in their room. Like, if you sleep with us, it's because it's a luxury. It's Saturday night, and life was a little bit longer with Eddie and Mur- Eddie Murphy and fucking Martin than we thought it was going to be, and we all just kind of nodded. Nah, you but really- y'all go in y'all's bed. I've never had a problem with that. So, like, I don't know if that's so much that we're just so good at parenting that it is. Maybe they just are good sleepers or good right. listeners. I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, I think I, same same over here. Like our kids go go to bed, like, and they like to go to their own bed. Always have. They are not sleepers. The only time you get to sleep with us is if you under like monitoring because you like running a fever. Like, oh shit, we gotta we had we had a little hot <laughs> box make sure maybe you a couple wake months up. ago. Yeah, like we gotta make sure this shit breaks out here, or else we gotta do something about it. But like other than that, like the shit, the little one be trying to like smooth her way in sometimes, and like I think she got it off. Well, nah, she ain't even get it off the one night. Like she was in here. <laughs> Look, like, it ain't fully. Yeah, she off. was in here for two hours, and when I knew she was really gone, gone, I was like, all right, back to your bed, you yeah, go. Like, bed, you gotta, yeah, you gotta come out of here because it's, it's yeah. Like, and, and Cameron being sick, she's the most renegade one we've had out of the two of them, mm-hmm. and she don't even be asking to sleep with us. She be like. Can I sleep on the couch? Like she tries yeah. to sleep on the couch in the living room. Yeah. And we fucking let her sometimes, as long as she ain't in our fucking room. Hey, yeah. listen, it's Saturday. Go ahead. Yeah, do your thing. That's what I tell the same. I'll be like, hey, y'all do what y'all want to. That's that's my only rule though, because the house is so goddamn like, hey, y'all can't fall asleep down here. And if one of y'all fall asleep down here, then both of y'all gotta go to bed. And one of y'all gotta be re- be responsible for that. Like, hey, don't nah. knock, you know, fucking off down here. Like, you gotta come upstairs and go to bed. But stay up as late as What you, you don't want to do, what you don't want to do is wake up the next fucking Sunday morning and be trying to like echolocate your children because you might got that one part. in front of the TV, yeah. one in a linen closet. Like you just don't want it to become just yeah, out gotta, of control. I, I, I established rules, fam. And then like for a while, I would make them like recite the rules. This was last time. I would make them recite the rules before I would go upstairs and go to bed. Like, hey, what's the rules? Like, I got to make sure you know all the rules before I go upstairs. If you don't know the rules, you got to go to bed. But, like, you got to start learning. Yeah, you don't even know shit. what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you don't down even know here. what you're supposed to be doing down here. And if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, all the, all the grown up shit is taken care of. But before you come up here, you got shit that I need you to do if you want to stay down here. And, like, they got it. So after a while, I make you repeat it. And then after a while, I know you ain't got I would just go upstairs. I just look at them and just point my finger. And they know she'd be like, she just start reciting the rules to me after a while. Like, all right, I ain't, I'm going to lay off you. I ain't even asking you no questions, but I know you know I ain't playing. Like, like, it that, sounds silly, but that sounds like, to me, groundwork for not getting a phone call that your two fam, little girls it, have vandalized government property, fam, and now you have an outward balance egg, of $5,000. Exactly, bro. And it may, it may, us telling this story made me think about how you learn, like, small, how how certain instances mm-hmm. teach you small lessons, fam. And I'll share this story. This is a famous story between me and my dad, bro. So, one time, me and my dad on the road, going to Youngstown, right? Stop at the McDonald's on the way to Youngstown. Go in, get the food. I come back out to the car with the bag. I think I put the bag in the car on the seat or something. But when I got in the car on the seat, like the bag falls forward, one of the fries fall out. Right. And I'm like, ah, shit. So I'm cleaning up. So I look over at my dad. My dad goes, Guess whose fries those were? (laughs) Guess whose fries those were. And it's it was bro, as a I don't know how old you was, but let's assume you was adolescent age. 
in that moment, I'm sure your heart was like, but you the dad. You supposed yes, to take damn. care of me. Like, how could you? Absolutely. But that taught you a very valuable Bro, lesson, didn't it? That's that might and it, we laugh about it to this day because uh-huh. like because you didn't it get it when you was a kid. There's no I way you got it. In there's that no way. Not I mean, like, like I did. I'm sure you probably had a little I'm, I'm sure you had a little attitude at your pops, too. Uh, didn't like you? I if I if I let my dad tell it, he might say I had tears well up in my eyes. Like, <laughs> I oh bet, shit. I like he, I remember he ended up giving me the two dollars to go back over. in and get another fry. You know what I'm saying? But like just it's it's so like that's the like he'll look at we'll have something happen. He'd be like, Guess whose fries those was? Like, yeah, yeah. like it's one of those moments fam so like it just be for like again like you say those are the moments that lay the foundations for not getting called down on fucking fifth avenue flipped over and thrown out the car you know what i'm saying because i ain't got no good goddamn home and like again i i, I kind of watched there because there was a um there was a news thing surrounded and i listened to the to the, the new black lady police chief talking Whoever the fuck this other dude was, he I don't think he heard himself talking, but I found a lot of issues with how he was saying what he was saying. Um, he made some valid points, but like the overall theme was that not only do we all got to work together, but like parents got to parent again, fam. Like, and that's we gotta really get back to got, we gotta get back to fucking parenting, fam. Like, and not like yo yo know your kids can't be like cooped up in their room all goddamn day. Like, no, your kid can't be on this fucking iPad and shit all goddamn. Like, there gotta be some type of balance, and like, not for nothing. Like, you gotta talk to your fucking kids, like. My goddamn kids know too much because I fuck with them too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm always at them, so they always at me and they in my business. And and not for nothing, it helps you, like, walk a straight line for real, for real. Like, but and, and, and again, this is where you learn lessons. Like, I don't have the cleanest mouth around my children. I understand that, and I identify that a lot of times. And I'd be like, damn, I need to get better. But my kids got enough sense to know these to know what is and what ain't. And yeah. I remember being that age and, and just like picking out those words. Like, I don't know how I know that this is a word that I'm I not supposed to use. I don't know how Cameron knows. <laughs> I talk crazy. Listen, when I tell y'all, and I'm not joking for the podcast, trying to be fun, and if somebody's listening to this, that it, it's people that listen to this that was around for the barbershop days like you. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. remember before Cameron could walk, how I would talk to and around Cameron. Let me say that again. Two... <laughs> And around Cameron. So it ain't mm-hmm. just like, oh, I let an F-bomb fly while my baby's sitting right here. And then I cover my mouth mm-hmm. and say, oops, my bad, baby. Daddy ain't mean to say that bad word. Like, no, I said the bad word. You heard the bad word. And sometimes I'll say, Cameron, pick your, got- pick your goddamn slobber up off the ground. You acting a fucking fool in the goddamn barbershop. Like, I hey. talked to her like, I don't know how she knows, but she knows which words she ain't supposed Damn. to say. Like, I can already tell she knows that she ain't supposed to use hey. this language. Like, I don't know if that's because it's not tempting to her because mm-hmm. she's not sheltered from it. I don't know. Right. I don't I, know. I, th- I, th- I think so, though, fam, for real, for like it's not tempting because like not for nothing as a kid, hearing it is what gives you the fix. That's what gives you like, oh, shit. <laughs> like saying it like you said a tickle word. It wasn't until I was like, I mean, that sounds terrible now, but it wasn't until I was like eight or nine that we started letting them fly for real. You know what I'm saying? Like but that was around our group of friends and like it was. Mm-hmm. Thinking back on it, it was dumb because, of course, you just be out there saying shit that you don't know what you're saying mm, for real, for real. But like, you you you're able to, and like I said, it always used to crack my dad up. Like listening to the radios, he'd be like, "It cracks me up that y'all self edit yourselves from listening to the radio." Like, how do y'all know to do that? And it's just right. like, like it's, 
it's built in and like again as the adult like saying shit around kids that you know you probably shouldn't say like you roll the dice on the chance of them repeating that word immediately after you say it after and you, you learn something because you because you learn what decisions they're making in the real world though yes. too you know what i'm saying like, like sure i can that, say this in front of you but you should know what you is and ain't supposed to be doing and again, as the adult, that's one of those things when it happens. Cause like I've been, I've fallen victim to that several times from seven different children. I'd be like, yeah, do this to that. And immediately they'd be like, yeah, fuck that. And I'd be like, no, like you can't no. do that. But as the adult, it help it helps you understand how impressionable kids are and and how they really are watching you. Regardless if they your kids or not your kids. Like, nah, kids really do be out here just watching you. Like, mm-hmm. and you, of course, you have to turn around and immediately like correct that. Like, no, you can't say that like that's not for you and it's like for for whatever reason they download that shit and they get it in their new software and like you can move forward but like once it's in the new wild, software it's a wild, no it's a wild situation either. to be in yeah so yeah for sure um <clears throat> let's talk more leadership and guidance uh and okay. we'll roll this right on into our we got a lot of a little bit a lot of celebrity talk this week <laughs> uh first i want to talk scissor right okay SZA and punch uh the president of tde top dog entertainment are at it again uh, I kind of forgot this was a thing until it became a thing again this week. Uh, Dude, she so got that nigga on who, like a nine month calendar. Like she hits man, that this, nigga. I every, swear to God, every six every to nine months, her and Punch fight. Every calendar year, she makes sure she gets your boy. She fights Punch on regular schedule. And I kind of fuck with it. Okay. So for those of y'all that might not be big SZA fans, and I don't know how you could be like, I don't know that I can say I'm a big SZA fan. I like SZA. But SZA don't got enough output, I feel like, for anybody to be a big SZA fan. But we all here for SZA, right? So she dropped Control five years ago, Wes. Control came out five years ago. Critically acclaimed R&B classic, I guess. I meant to give a gripe about her um, and dropping the deluxe five years later. Like, I already hate (laughs) that y'all give me... Damn near a, a whole yeah, I hate that y'all give me a whole like damn near another album's worth of music. Like why didn't why didn't you just put or whatever? I don't even want to argue about that right now. But like a deluxe five years later is nuts. But go ahead. That is insane to me. So nuts. They are always fighting about SZA and her release, right? Uh they fought five years ago about control coming out when it did and it finally did. SZA wants to put her music out. Punch is always saying, it ain't the time. Not yet. We ain't ready. This is and they fight over it constantly. SZA has threatened to quit TDE and quit music entirely on several different occasions. She don't have no problem saying, "Hey y'all, album's been done for months. At this point, y'all got to go ask Punch. Like, go ask Top, go yeah. ask Punch. The music's done and turned in. It ain't on me." And that maybe don't sound like a big thing to say or tweet. But it there's no bigger way to throw somebody under the bus that your fans have a full understanding that you don't get along with than mm. saying something like that, right? Like right, right. your fans know that you and Punch don't vibe when it comes to shit like this. And when you outwardly say, Hey, y'all gotta ask him because the shit been <laughs> turned in and it's been ready, you're essentially saying all scissorators <laughs> blow this nigga's comments up and get at him when you see him in public. You're basically saying that. And she says shit like I'm going to quit music here soon if y'all keep playing with me. Like, SZA is gonna, sick of TDE. She said, I'm going to need all my scissors to cut up. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I'm Too sorry. easy. But, like, I guess what I wanted to bring up and talk to you about as a music lover yourself is where do you fall in your line of thinking when it comes to shit like this? Like, 
I feel like Scissor's not the only one on TDE that has problems with the way Top and Punch decide to schedule their releases and spread them all out and tell artists it ain't ready or they ain't ready or now ain't the time. And they are the king kings of shelving shit. If not secondary to Dr. Dre only. They love to shelve some shit. Yeah. And tell you to your face, you ain't ready. It ain't dope enough. This ain't it. Like, they will say that and keep it moving. And I feel like for years, it's been a lot easier when you've had Kendrick Lamar at the helm. Because if you're telling Kendrick he can't drop, then what the fuck I care about telling Schoolboy Q he can't drop? No, you know what I'm saying? Not- so I, it, it's, it's interesting to me why I want to talk about it with you because, like, I can see the argument of like, I'm SZA. This is my music. I have control, uh, lack of, for excuse the pun. Mm. But I want to be a certain kind of artist that I envision for myself. You can't make me be like Kendrick and put me out every six to seven years because I'm not Kendrick. I'm SZA. And she got to, as SZA, it's got to kind of suck to sit back and watch Summer Walker, Summer Walker. I was, I was. You gotta just, watch I, summer, summer all I, year long, and you know you doper than her, bro. I, ne- I never thought about it before until this very moment, and I remember when there was chatters before about there being like a maybe beef, even though they was on each other's album, which don't particularly mean nothing. But I no, don't believe, shit. I don't Especially believe, R&B that, yeah, I don't believe that they have a beef. But I never thought about it. And I never thought about it until this moment that SZA probably should be in the position that Summer Walker is in. She should be bigger, like bigger. For SZA sure, is a like, big name. I don't know how like, she got there feel, with one and a half projects, but SZA's a big name. She yeah, commands a lot of I, attention, I, and she yeah. not for nothing. Now that Kendrick is quote unquote gone, she is the headlining act on that label now. Yeah, but I have feel, we thought like, about that? Like he is saying yeah. no to your headlining act. Uh, but but they're not strangers to that. You know what I'm saying? They're not changing the formula. Like it's either like again get on program or don't like. And I don't, I, I, maybe it's hard to get off, you know, over there or clearly, or you just got to like get through your contractual obligations before you can get off of there. And then they'll tell them where she at. But like, she should, when I think, if I, when I think about the two of them, I think about Summer Walker having more quality output that stuck to the ribs versus SZA. And SZA's put out great music and songs that I love, but like Summer crazy, Walker SZA definitely is, done it more times. Cause she is, cause and that's crazy. Cause SZA is miss stick to the ribs. Like she yeah, like, only pretty not, much not makes for nothing. This is the second SZA. Like there was big SZA, and then we got popping SZA. Like a lot of uh, it's almost like she has erased big SZA era. You know what I'm saying? And she's become like a whole new artist all over again. And it's like, nah, sis, you actually been around for a while. Like, and I don't. It's it's almost like she's still looking for kind of like this new artist to claim. Like, I don't know, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird, but like, and it, that's, something, that's something that I blame the game on. Like, niggas started making it on the like double XL freshman lift, they second and third year out. Like, what are we Yeah, like, about? dog, you're not like, fresh. You're been out. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> you're not fresh at all. It's it's interesting because it's like, I see Scissor's argument, and then I also see where punching them coming from because it's like, listen, part of the reason why y'all are sought after acts and why people wait on y'all so hard because we create the Nintendo the demand they're basically like Nintendo over there like they keep the demand high by keeping the fans starving and they want some because keep it all the way funky if that Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers came out a year after damn y'all would be shitting on that record like look let's keep it all the way funky niggas is every time you see a clip on Instagram or fucking YouTube or TikTok about somebody reacting to Kendrick's album, they're always respectfully referring to it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just, 
I'm, I'm glad Kendrick released and artist subjective. And, you know, I just need more time with it. Like, yeah. dog, just say it's true. I mean, I, for, for, it worked for Kendrick for like, it worked for him in, for, in, in ways moment. for me. And it didn't work, you know what I'm saying? In ways for me, but like, I don't think he would have been able to put out an album themed that way, titled that way without taking that amount of time off. Um, Maybe he could have dropped it with, you know, a year sooner, maybe, and it would have made a little bit more sense, but definitely like a year or two after damn niggas would have shit all over that. All over. Or it would have been more closely related to to Pimper Butterfly and niggas might have like artsy farted it way down. Mm -hmm. You fucked with it or you didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, And not for nothing, I think the one example of the one time where TDE let the artist have their way was when Kendrick forcefully released that untitled mixtape loose songs little project because LeBron asked him to. And I think that was the one time where they was like, we don't want to do this, but you want to do it so bad, we'll fucking, we'll, we'll do it. Go ahead, put it out. And nobody ever talks about it. It came and it went and it was a nothing. It was a nothing and it's still I a mean, nothing. Like, and I think they kind of took that as, all right, if y'all motherfuckers so, want to listen to us, y'all can continue to be big stars or y'all can do what y'all want to do. And like, and this is where I don't know the inner workings of everything. And this is why, like, it's sad that the the mixtape is kind of dead now. Niggas can't really like put out what they want to put out in a sense. But like, you know, it, we always hear about the record label, you know, listening to songs and being like, "Yo, this one ain't the one that that you think is the one." But then maybe the one that you don't think the one they think is the one. And you know, sometimes they right, sometimes they wrong, and vice versa. But yeah. it's like, all right, fam, like, what's What's wrong with going in and doing all this, all the songs and all the styles that you love to do and like presenting that? Let let them pick out eight that they want to put out on the album. Because I think, uh, again, and it goes back to the conversation that we was having last week, a couple weeks ago when I said, like, we have to get over the fact of niggas doing music for the love. There is an aspect of that. But when it comes uh, to these albums coming out, these albums are essentially the equivalent of a nigga putting up a new building on the block. They are yes. trying to get some return and some bread off of that bitch, dog. Like, it's not uh, it's not all about the love because because we've actually done the science and ran the numbers on what gets us the numbers we're looking for. So that's what we put out. You know what I'm saying? But like, not for nothing, we can get a Drake, honestly, never mind that. Oh, we weren't really fucking with that, but if you want to put that out, bro, go, man, go do that shit on your own, bro. We don't care. And like, uh, it's the it's the same dice roll that you give about the one that they picked or the one that you picked. Like maybe we was right, maybe we was wrong, and that that does nothing but boost your stock for the next offering that you give back to these people that you've partnered with. And it's like, hey, look, remember last time when I told you I wanted to put out honestly never mind? I was like, honestly never mind, and I was like, well, look at what it did. <laughs> so like now I want to put out Scary Hours Three that got eight of the rappingest songs you ever heard in your life. Are y'all trying to get behind this one or not? And they're gonna be like. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and then like you got to build it that hopefully. But like, again, it goes back to the whole like conversation. Because again, I, I still like I want to expound. I want to think about it more, not even expound on it here. But like the tangibleness of niggas wanting to put out albums like what's you know, what's what's because what's what's the what's the numbers that niggas shoot? At? Like niggas get excited about selling 200,000 units. You know what I'm saying? So like essentially you believe that your hardcore fan base is 200,000 people is what I would think that that correlates. Like if you are happy with putting up two, two fifty in the first week, that means that's that your means strong, that's, that's your strong course. So why not? That, those up, are the people that emailed you for a free t-shirt. Why not print up to 200,000 copies and let niggas get that numbered copy? You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, this is, and you know, let it, let it be a roulette. You maybe somebody lands with number one. And again, now this is what turns into the NFT because it's tangible. And and then you can sell that to maybe a bigger J Cole fan who only got, you know, number 145,532, but he willing to put up 
whatever number one. you want. I want yeah, number, I want. I want. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I would like the number, the first pressed off 2014 Forest Hills. Drive you see, album. you see, you see what I'm saying, fam. Like you, you yeah. see, and not like you say whether it has a CD inside it or not, but like. Now you've got you've really got your two hundred thousand from your hardcore audience, but they're also going to stream your music, and then you're going to get your casual fan. Now the numbers are astronomical, and I don't even know if you've seen it. I sent it on Instagram earlier, but Meek Mill said the same thing. He said like, soon as we can figure out how to get this music to play without interrupting or crashing or doing none of that shit, like we're taking it to the next step. Because why not? Like, why would I not offer you the shit right from out of my laptop that I essentially can SoundCloud the shit, upload it, and be like, hey, y'all, is here. And I'm yeah, and, 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 and then I'm and then I'm partnered with whoever I'm partnered with that's gonna pay me for these for these views and all these these hits that they getting through here. Like some gotta we we gotta be able to remove the middleman in some shape, form, or fashion. They just got to it first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they there, own, there's so much in the music platform. industry. There's so much in the music industry that can stand to be reworked. You know what yeah, I mean? Like but to me, like that's still the, hooking up the the yeah. yellow, red, and uh, fucking what was the AV cables on a mm-hmm. PS5? You know what I mean? Like yeah, to for me, some reason we're still stuck to this shit. Yeah, that's to that's that's to me the same things like Hove with the Samsung move. Like everybody who got a Samsung automatically gonna get the Hove album, which is a number that's going towards you. But maybe that does or does not include any of your core audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so now you about to get an extra on top of that. Like, they got they got to fit again. The the quantity of music that's coming out is it just it just makes it all so hit or miss or so come and so go and like again like whatever you deem your core it don't even got to be based around your core audience it could be on some Nipsey Hustle shit like hey these bitches a hundred dollars a piece I'm only printing up ten thousand like get get in where you fit in get them while they're still here. <laughs> Yeah, get them while they still here, and that's how that's how I'm gonna run that. And then anything outside of that is anything outside of that, or you know, I'll, I'll let anything outside of that be streams. But then maybe I'm gonna do the same thing with my next project, and then I'm gonna boost the number. But I'm gonna boost both numbers. Like if it was a hundred dollars on ten thousand before, it's probably gonna be two hundred. You know, what I'm saying on three on thirty thousand or whatever the case may be. Like, but niggas got to come up with a different model to like get their music back sticking to the ribs because it's only few niggas that we looking for to give us music to stick to the ribs. Kanye. Drake <laughs> running, out, running out of room. Yeah. <laughs> Saucy Santana. That's it, bro. Like, I don't know. There's something to be said about the people that have to make the decisions. I'm sure they make their checks up some sort of way because, I mean, somebody was in charge of keeping Kendrick Lamar from performing with a ventriloquist dummy. And now that he has nobody to report to, He's on stage performing with a ventriloquist dummy and nothing can be more sad. And I'm really, really upset about it. Let's talk more legacy shit, bro. I saw mm-hmm. on the socials that <clears throat> Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and Chris Rock did a show. I don't know if this was Madison Square. It looked mm-hmm. like some Madison Square type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got together for, a, uh, what is it, Headliners Only, Kings mm-hmm. of Comedy yeah. Ultra Platinum Edition, whatever them niggas called themselves doing, <laughs> where I saw a photo of Chris Rock hey, with a they, goat on stage. They group should definitely be called Platinum Edition. <laughs> I fuck with Platinum. Whatever happened, I can't wait for what whoever they sell the footage to. We have to get a hold of this somehow. Um, it was a dope look. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart, Dave Chappelle, <clears throat> and Chris Rock on the same set. That that that's a that's a special thing to be able to I witness and be a part of. I meant to send you the link. I don't know if you caught one to this as well. So Kevin Hart has a air quote podcast that he does. I think it's through iHeart. But one of the last guests he had on was Jay-Z. Um, and it was actually- yeah, I, saw okay. I saw some I, of that. I saw some of that. I meant to send you that clip. But he also has one that just came out maybe a couple of days ago within the last week with Chris Rock. But 
he makes sure to put in the front of it that that was filmed in January. And I was like, you sick motherfucker. Like, because there's really no way to confirm or deny that, but that's how you get out of talking about the Will Smith shit. And I was like, yeah, you guys are really good. good." My question in this special now, I don't know if it's a tour or if they're going to have rotating guests, but let's just talk about Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Kevin Hart. Who closes this set in your mind? Like, I know we don't know. I'm sure somebody knows that was there or whoever was filming it or later down the line when this comes out, we'll know how the set went. But how do you have that set going? Who opens? Who middles? Who closes that? I I believe I know who closed the set. Um, As a fact. As a fact, I believe I know who closed. Dave Chappelle. I want your opinion too. Yeah, no, Dave Chappelle closed the set and Dave Chappelle okay. should have closed the set. Um, I, I'm almost positive Dave Chappelle closed the set because Dave Chappelle was a surprise guest. Nobody knew Dave was going to be Nobody even knew he was there. Yeah, gotcha. so like the, the logo hit the screen, logo hit the stage, niggas go crazy. Bro, imagine being there for Chris, because I know Chris Rock and Kevin Hart touring together is a thing and I think they yeah. rotate. <clears> they are rotating. The city they're in, um, who closes. But imagine seeing that red, black, so, and green C <clears> on I think, the screen. Oh, fam. Yeah, I Out think. shit. So, I think they've done two nights in MSG. I could be wrong. And I feel like if they did two nights in MSG, first night, Kev gets to close. No problem. Um, Second night, Madison Square Garden. Chris is from Brooklyn. You have to let Chris close out the show. and Or you have to let him go second. But you also have to let him introduce Dave Chappelle. Like, you have to let those two things kind of bounce off of each other. Um, And I think Chris is a good, like, lead into whatever you get out of Chappelle. So that's actually, I'm trying to, I, I think that's the lineup that I prefer. Um, but I, I guess it just depends on any night. You could definitely switch out Kevin Hart and Chris Rock for me. Um, I, 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 I think I could appreciate Kevin Hart going before Dave Chappelle more than I can appreciate Chris Rock going before Dave Chappelle. I think I want to get everything from Chris. I think I want to, it's almost like when you use, um, when you, that's why you need like cheese and crackers to like clean your palate when you had a wine team. You know what I'm saying? I need Kev to clean my palate so then we can get back into some legend. Open with a legend, close with a legend. And not to say that Kev is not a legend, but he's still working for who he wants <laughs> to be in the comedy world. And that's, that's, that's just and how he's I'm getting there. Work. That's and what I'm he's saying. Getting he's getting there. And I've heard, you know, the shit he's that really he got close. on this tour is that shit. So like maybe he is. You know, climb, climb his way up that ladder, but I, I, I think, I think a good lineup is Chris, Kev, Dave. But I think for that specific night, we got to go Kev, Chris, Dave. I'm not mad at anything you're saying. I will say, here, here's where my mind is going. Mm-hmm. I, I think if I had to decide it, I would put Kevin Hart as the first act, and I don't even want to use the word opener because Kev right. deserves way more respect. Actually, when it comes to stand up comedy. I prefer Kevin Hart's stand-up comedy to Chris Rock's. Now, that ain't me saying he's a bigger star. I understand that Chris Rock is a bigger name than Kevin Hart, as it stands today. (laughs) That might change in some years, but as it stands today, I understand that Chris Rock is more hailed in comedy royalty than Kevin Hart right now. So I would like to, like, if it was up to me, I would put Kevin Hart first. And then, of course, he respects the comedy legend. He He does a great job at doing that, so... Kevin Hart introducing Chris Rock would go over swimmingly, right? Like yes, him bringing yes. out Chris Rock as, oh, this is a legend. This is who I laughed at growing up, whatever, however they want to do that. That would be smooth. But Dave goes last because Dave is the greatest of all time. That's not like my, uh, oh, I'm fanboying for Dave. Like them niggas know Dave is the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Like they know Dave is the, does Chris Rock tell Dave Dave is the best you think? 
I I think so, fam. Like I watch I watched the whatever this last little thing they put on Netflix with him getting the shit named after him and his whole little speech. Like at this point, Dave is not even really telling jokes. Like the kick, he's just going the up there with a yeah. cigarette the kick, and talking. Kick and the pussy shit is a joke, and that's just like imagination. You can come up with that, but like but shit that's like him that, just telling us how dope he's he is. just. That's what I'm saying. He just but like even in that speech, he literally went into that. Like yo, it's literally going to be decades before y'all see another person anything remote. Like he he literally said like the closer is a masterpiece and probably one of the greatest shits that's ever put out. Like it's going to be another forty years before. Like he's like I challenge before y'all my understand peers. how dope that was. He said I challenge my peers to make it. He was like. They can't. He was like, and I'm saying that. Like, it's like, he's like, no, I'm telling you. Like, it's me. I'm really him. Like, I am a generational talent. Like, so, like, you can't stop here. At this point, he is Megatron, fam. Like, he he's something different. Yeah, it's, I don't know, brother. I know we, we've we done plenty of shows where we give uh, Dave Chappelle his flowers. But mm-hmm. I really think that this was a hell of a dope show and just even kicking around the idea of, like, who closes the set. But I think it kind of sorts itself out in a very respectful way just because, I mean, if you even just on that stage, and you like, already know what it is. Yeah. Like, you can't lose just being on that stage in any capacity. And I, yeah. And do you think Chris Rock was funny that night? <laughs> do you think, how many laughs do you think he pulled down? He's pulling down laughs because people are on the edge of their seats for what he has to say. Sure. sure. He's interesting right now. And if I don't want to say Rock, he's you not just tease. If you're Chris you gotta, Rock, you got to tease the story for a while. Yeah, like, you can't yeah. just give it to him. Like yeah, that. and like again, you know, these niggas is doing the whole phone in the pouch thing, so it ain't getting out. So like he could he could have been saying something about it, and it's just not getting out, and it's not even getting out through word of mouth for real, for real, like that. Cause I like that though. I think that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people respect, you know, what I'm saying what what's going around. So like, and, and not for nothing, I want to give Kev his flowers. Like Kev, Kev is a um again, Kev is still working, but like. Kev has also put in the work and he keeps like putting out quality shit like when yes. it comes for him and his brand. So like he 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 not no slouch. He definitely not, not no all. slouch in that conversation. I like Kev and talking about him in discussions when it comes to the all time greats, because even if you don't just bust a gut at his humor and you think he even if you think he's annoying, you cannot deny the fact that he worked hard to get to where he's at. Like, I don't I don't think I've ever come across anybody that's like not respected Kev's hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, yeah, even if yeah. he ain't your favorite comedian and you th- even think he's corny, you got to give it up for the work he put in to even mm-hmm. get where he's at today. So I for got sure. no beef with him being where he Uh, Let's talk more beef. Um, Did it come across your socials or your algorithm at all? This is kind of hot fresh, too. What's happened with viral vid- videos and... uh? Former internet star Salt Bay recently. You seen Salt Bay on your timeline recently? The last video that I saw of Salt Bay, he was trying to feed the girl the steak, and my man's hit just hit him with the no sir. That's exactly he, what I'm talking stopped. about. Yeah, he stopped. That's exactly what I <laughs> want to discuss that with right you. there. And I was proud of how he like represented in that moment. He didn't get too rowdy. He didn't get loud. He didn't have to stand up. So, okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Because I want to, I want to, I, well, I got to do this with you. I'm so happy. Okay. So for those of y'all that don't have this on your algorithm, who knows why you don't, because I'm sure all y'all have had Salt Bay there at some point. Salt Bay is a goddamn uh, snap, what do you, snap vine god or whatever. But anyway, essentially what happened was a guy in his date was out at the Salt Bay's famous restaurant and if you've ever seen it, he brings out the gold wrapped steak cooked perfectly medium rare and he cuts it up and slices it as only salt bacon do. And then he fucking sexualizes the meat. He lays it out picture perfect. 
He puts those big ass salt crystals all over your shit. Heart attack crazy. And then he stabs one piece of meat, lifts it up. The way Salt Bay lifts the meat up to feed That's into a- the woman's mouth at the table, though, like, I understand he has to angle it a certain way or else he's going to basically, like, stab the roof of her mouth if he's not careful. But it's a very sensual way he feeds yeah, women. Yeah, I was about to say, fam, he, he does that on purpose to make Let's them be have clear. to, like, st- stick their head back and their tongue out so I've they look like... I've seen so many videos of chicks taking this steak, though, where they look at him all in his eyes and yeah. shit. Now, listen. First of all, let, let me make my stance on this as clear as possible early because you might be able to talk me away from my, my original stance, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of this conversation, I want to say that my stance is I appreciate the way the dude gave Salt Bay a no, sir, when he mm-hmm. was trying to feed her the meat and didn't allow her to take the meat. But me personally, if me and my wife was out at a $600 steak dinner at Salt Bay's restaurant and he came from around the kitchen with his rolled up sleeved white t-shirt with the sweaty pit stains underneath and the black slacks and shades indoors to come feed my wife the meat. And we're already paying $600 for an overpriced steak. I honestly will let her eat the meat off Salt Bay's sword as it stands right now in the conversation, but I could be easily swayed to, in this talk. I want you, I want you to like, Take a step outside of yourself. Rewind. Because I feel like it Listen ain't like me. his slacks are unbuckled when he's giving Listen it to, to me. Like, is his pants to, buckled still? I want you to take a step outside of yourself. Rewind. <laughs> sure. Tap the screen twice. Bow, bow. Mm-hmm. Get back about 30 seconds. And I want you to hear that sentence that you just said. I know. Would I know. not have a problem with my wife eating the meat so, off, off a salt base. Sure, that was crazy. But you That's know what? Nasty. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And why I wasn't mad at bro, and I actually kind of respect it and fuck with it. Because me and my wife are married, long relationship, all of that. Like, I know Salt Bay putting a cutlet of my wife's, of, of her steak in her mouth ain't going to make her, like, wipe her mouth, get up, and walk away with this nigga forever. No. However, if I was on, like, an early date and I was courting a lady, and we was just dating, and Salt Bay was trying to put her his meat in her mouth, I think I would be like, no, sir. I think now, I would have a no sir for that. Now I'm that that one I'm with actually because I'm looking for like the I'm looking for the vibe. Like at that point, if I'm if we're just dating and I bring you to the six hundred dollar steak restaurant, I'm gonna let Salt Bay f- put feed you the meat off the because you need to, to tell me what this is action. now. Yeah, I need to see what type of vibe you. <laughs> get, I need to see what type of vibe you giving off. But mine's you can't do that because essentially like not not for nothing like you're doing that you're recording it and you're like posting it on your social media so like you're advertising this and like Uh if that's the case that should be a product that i should be able to opt in or out of i should be able to be like yo (laughs) give me the gold wrap steak subtract the sword uh feeding to my bitch please i don't want he don't need to come from the back of the kitchen yeah i don't want the surcharge for him doing that so like i I feel feel like bro was well with his again I he think did so, it so smooth. He didn't like stand up and get out of pocket. He just hit my man with the no, sir. And just the like the way that Salt no, Bay retracted from sir. that thing, let me know. Salt Bay been stepped to a time or two. Uh, for, <laughs> you know, so salt, that's not the first time Salt Bay has heard that. So no, sir, is a trigger for him where he just he's, he breaks down. He shuts down all systems. How possible do you think it is that Salt Bay has put so much meat in so many mouths at this point? That he ain't even getting a rise out of it no more. Like the first 50, maybe he was like, Dick was getting a little hard. And he had to hurry up and go back to the freezer after. But like after steak 50,000, do you think he's even caring about putting meat in bitches' mouths at this point? Like oh, at this nah, point, it's, it's got to be annoying at this point. 
No? I, I always envision people in that position to cry whenever they're told they have to do that again. <laughs> like, you remember the little boy that got, got in trouble? He got caught. He was dancing in the classroom. Teacher told him in trouble. Yeah, so his mom, made him dance on, his mom made him dance on camera while he was crying and shit. That's what I, yeah. like, picture everybody doing when they have to, like, do shit that they've been trapped into. So, like, that's that's my piece on that, fam. So, I'm, I'm sure he's... And again, like... Is is was the is that price like built into the price of the steak that he comes out and feeds it and does he get like a cut off every time that he come and do that or is that like the draw again is that the advertising because if that's the cat and I hate to be that dude but like now we got to talk something different because is the steak free like what, what what are we talking about here so you know that yeah that's like, just, I, I really again, do like, feel like you're probably paying a premium like what if Ro paid a premium to have Salt Bay come from the back cut the steak personally and all of that. But then you just didn't take the the cherry on top with the whole feeding of the meats. Like, no, nah, I wouldn't even come out here and cut it and do the salt thing because that's yeah. why we're here. Yeah. And you, you know, if you're going to do it, you get the VIP. So we got to do the whole thing. And but honestly, honestly, just minus the meat mouth. I, right. I don't even know how I feel about the salt off the elbow thing, fam. Like That I'm did touch saying. your elbow because like, and your sleeves have been exposed on <laughs> All night long, bro. And you look like you are like hitting mad. You look like you hitting joints from everywhere. Like wherever the joint coming from, he look like he grabbing it. Like I don't want salt off. I don't want el- salt, salty elbow, elbow salt. I'm straight. Yeah. And then like after a certain point, your mind does start to wonder like, is this the salt or is this the sweat that is seasoning my steak? I, I just don't know. Um, Let's keep it food. Uh, I saw literally just as we were getting ready to start this show this week. Raising Canes and the owner of Raising Canes is doing something. Uh, are you a Raising Canes fan? You fuck with Canes? I love 9 a.m. tenders. Raising Canes is dope, man. Uh, some people from our South will tell you Zaxby's is better. I haven't had wrong. Zaxby's, but I'm still going to tell you no. That's nah, not true. Wrong. I don't wrong. have to have them. Like, I've seen Zaxby's on film, I mean, and it's not better. Zaxby's is cool. It's not better than Canes. And like a yeah, lot of Canes people, is that shit. a lot of people talk shit about Canes. And I and I will say, like some of the shit that people have talked about Canes, I've experienced it's true. from Canes. <laughs> yeah, some of the shit they say is true. <laughs> yeah, like it's literally it. it's just hot chicken. Like it ain't seasoned. Bro, somebody one time said that it tastes like cardboard, fam. And I shit you not, I had this shit about a month it ago. Kinda does. I told my wife, I said, babe, this is the first time that I think. Let I've me ask you this. And only like the real Raising Canes fans will know this one. Have you ever got the Canes at the wrong time when they needed to change the grease out and your, all your shit tastes like burnt grease? Nah. And you can nah. smell it before you even get it. Like when they hand you the bag, you're like, damn, we got one. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, change. nah. I, I, but again, I, since I discovered 9 a.m. tenders, I like to pull up early. Like, give me, I need fresh grease tenders. Fresh grease tenders. Yeah. So yeah. with the Raising Canes owner is doing, I guess whatever the Mega Millions lottery, it's up to like the fourth highest it's been mm-hmm. ever all time, eight hundred and ten million. Oh, that's what it is now. Because I was about to say when I seen the other day it was seven ninety. I definitely need to get at the my recording ticket. of this. Okay, Raising Cane's owner bought a lottery ticket for every one of his employees throughout all of his chains. Mm-hmm. If someone hits the entire Raising Cane's, everybody that got a ticket splits the winnings. No. That breaks down to about ten to twenty thousand per employee. And you know me, and we've been doing this show long enough. You can answer the questions before I even ask them. So I'll ask it anyway for the listeners. How mad are you if you're the well, one that hits and then now you're splitting the well, same ten to twenty? As niggas that are up in Carolina frying chicken that you ain't never even took a lunch break with. This is where um, logic and organization come into my brain. Because first thought is hell fucking no. But then you ain't my even brain, buy the ticket. 
Well, because, well, not even that. My brain goes to, they said what they meant. They're going to buy a lottery ticket for every person that works for them. So they're just going like whatever the roster number is, 4,000, they're just going to purchase 4,000 tickets. They're not like dispersing them bitches out. If you mm, so you don't even know which one was yours. Yeah, if you disperse the ticket out, fam, and I get the winning you're number. Asking like, for good luck catching me back on the clock, bro. Like, you're fucking kidding me, fam. So like, Would you that, try to run and, off on the plug, though, if they did do it that way? Like, would you try to run off? Why? Would I try? But you know they would know. Like they would know you have the ticket. They would what have type to of, know. They at that point they have to make me sign some type of paper before I take the lottery ticket, fam. <laughs> because if you don't make me sign the lottery, the paper about I got to split this, then ran off on the plug twice. Like catch me when you catch me outside. Catch me when you catch me. Like I don't care nothing about none of that. But if you just go in and buy and split it that way, I can't argue with you, and I'm accepting. But. Here's what I don't think anybody is thinking about that knows about the story is how dangerous of a thing is this? Like, if anybody hits, anybody in Raising Cane hits, and everybody gets $15,000 all at once in their account, y'all all work at Raising Cane's. Mm-hmm. At least half of your staff is not showing up. Uh, f- at 15. least for the next day. Bro, fifteen grand ain't. I mean, for the next day, that's you a might lot of time to, off. You might got to. You might got to shut down, bro. Like you, if, hopefully it's on a Sunday. We're, and you can we be hit. Like, we're closed. Yeah, we hit. Sunday. We're closed. Like it's a celebration. You but, might got to do that because I can yeah. imagine, bro. Do you know if I worked the drive-through window at Raising Canes? If my son worked the rent, the register at, at Raising Canes, and he just was thirteen thousand five hundred dollars richer all of a sudden, you think he gonna want to go to work the next day? Bro? I think I think so. I I would want to go to work because like I got off day scheduled in here. Like it could be lit on the off day. Like I'm I'm a fuck with my job ten to it's the same conversation that we have all the time. I think there's I a commercial going around about it. Like they always wanna you wanna send a fucking poll out about which fucking pizza we want at the pizza party, nigga. No, ask me how much money I want. Like spread the money out fuck the pizza party like give me the money like that's I'll, what I'll buy the, that's pizza. what motivates employees like not morale boost the only morale booster is dollars you know what i'm saying so like i think i would be inclined to go back to work because again like 15,000 135 that ain't life changing money like just like we know a million dollars at this point is like life um it's like a speed bump you know what i'm saying like get, <laughs> get the you gotta, it'll like, change you for a little bit but then you're back or, on the road yeah then you're back on the road and you got to do what you got to do so 135 like particularly for i don't want to say it like that but 135 for anybody working at canes like you either about to get the you either about to get the neon lights under the honda you about to get a new hoopty or you're building the pergola out back of your home like there's only three options that you can do there you ain't really doing too much with the 135 I, I hear that. I hear that. I personally, I've called off work for less money, um, but I guess that's why they have people like you at work and people like me at work. So hopefully that balances out. I'm pulling for. I want to see somebody in Raising Cane's hit just for the story. I want to see the fallout and the aftermath of what happens if somebody from that company hits and everybody uh, gets wanna, that bump. I want to see me hit. That's who I want to see hit. <laughs> Fuck them. Course, like let me. Hit. I need just, to play. Nigga, you know- it's if I hit, bro, it's going down. Like it's it's way where we up. building the studio at. You, are Shake we back studios. I think I think we got to. What's between here and there? Right, right in the middle. It's yeah. something bad. <laughs> right, whatever's between Arizona and New Mexico. It's something yeah. bad. Somewhere we're we not going to get any internet service wherever we end up doing this. Yeah, at. We might have to make a decision. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, uh, I thought we would have. Mm, I think we got time. This is probably like a quick one. Did you see? Uh, you probably didn't see because nobody keeps up with the latest Ice Cube news. But Ice Cube was sitting down talking to somebody, and he was talking about how he turned down a uh, Minister Society director 
uh, for the O-Dog role. Uh, apparently, he was offered the, the, the role for O-Dog and Minister Society coming hot fresh off of Boys in the Hood. And he turned it down because he was like, hey, I didn't want to be typecast. I was just coming off of playing Doughboy. Didn't want to jump straight back into another role like that again. So he turned that down and started making his plans for Friday and other less, you know, higher learning and and less Doughboy-ish roles. And you ever read some shit like this where something gets turned down and it's like, thank Lord Almighty that you turned I mean, it down. Because I never need to see Ice Cube as like I, yeah. that just didn't need to happen. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't need to see Ice Cube as old dog. But I thought the statement was funny because I immediately thought, "Oh, Ice Cube doesn't know he's only been playing Ice Cube in every movie that he's played in his entire <laughs> he's career." Ice Cube. Yeah, he's only played like I don't think I look like Ice Cube. It's weird to say like, can he act? Like now I'm questioning myself. Like <laughs> I don't think he can act. I think he's just like, being Ice Cube. I think he's just being Ice Cube and like he's he knows Ice Cube and like, are we there yet? This is what I'm cat. This is exactly what I mean. Like, and are we there yet? And are we there yet too? He is he is Ice Cube in Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, all about the Benjamins. He Players is Club. just Ice Cube. He's only Ice Cube, bro. <laughs> what else is he playing? Has Ice Cube ever done like a voiceover for a cartoon? Have they got him for that yet? I don't think so. He doesn't play like a cartoon bear or anything, Ice, has he? Ice Cube is black Tim Allen. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate you listening to our nonsense each and every week. Thank white God that Lorenz Tate played Old Dog because Menace to Society was the mouthwash we needed after Boys in the Hood. Because Boys in the Hood was the shit. I remember when it came out. It was the shit. We enjoyed it. It gave us a glimpse of life in South Central. But then when Menace to Society came out, it was like, oh no. This is really what they be some people are palate cleaners, okay? Kevin Hart and Ice Cube are palate cleaners. Um, it's your boy, West No T, and all that other shit you know me for. Um, the most important thing I ever need you to do is fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And uh, I will not call Scissors problem a little problem. Uh, prayers up for Scissors sophomore. It's not even her sophomore album, but, you know, whatever's coming next. Yeah, whatever's clever. Um, you already know rule number one around here. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Not only about the podcast, but that um, you don't have to be a snitch. Sometimes the police actually have to do work, and sometimes <laughs> they find the culprits all on their own, okay? Just sometimes, I don't know, will get you a long way, and just minding your fucking business will go a long way, and that's why rule number two is what it is. Mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been... This this might be the first week that we have like content after the show goes off because by next week, I don't think it's going to be fresh enough. Not that I won't care, but it won't be fresh enough by next week. And I cannot fucking believe I almost forgot to tell you. So, okay. What happened with the lizard? So, I, I Donovan texts me at work out of nowhere. And I saw, like, you know how iPhone tells you when you got like a picture or a video? <laughs> I was like, I, I saw that I had a video message from Donovan. I'm like, oh, shit, what is this? And it's literally a video of her showing me a lizard on Cameron's bed. And she's like giving me video commentary like, you know, you won't believe what I just found on the bed. I'm watching the video. I'm crying laughing. So she FaceTimes me. And I'm like, um, don't listen to this week's podcast. So she starts crying like, what are you talking about? I'm like... Yeah, I'm fully aware that there's a lizard in our house. 
and we talked about it on the podcast. And I purposely didn't tell you because I didn't know what to do about it. So she has the lizard on stuck, right? She's literally in a standoff with the lizard to where she has to get Cameron to get like a bowl or something for her to grab the lizard and she catches it. Cameron's in love with the lizard. Actually, contrary to what I thought was going to happen, because she's scared of bugs and shit. She had named the lizard. And she's like, this is our new pet. I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> it's a gecko. So now, you know me, I'm hyping it. Like, I'm making a bad situation worse. I'm like, baby, do you want to keep the lizard? Like, do we need to go on Amazon and get you a cage for it? She's like, yeah, I want to keep it. So now my wife is looking at me like, you dirty motherfucker. Like, how dirty. could you even think about it? So I'm joking, right? I'm telling like, nah, baby, we got to let it go because we don't have food for it and we don't have a proper place for it. So we got to release it back into the wild. She's like, okay, daddy. So she gets over it. She takes a lizard, releases it in the backwoods or our apartment, I'm assuming, or whatever. And that's that, right? Hands clean, end of the lizard saga. Only but not because the next day, Cameron comes into the room and goes, there's a gecko in the living room. No way, fam. What the fuck? That's exactly what me and my wife looked at each other and said. We said, ain't no fucking way. Like, every time Cameron comes in the room and tells us something is happening when she's in the living room by herself, we never believe her. Because we think that she's too young to know what she's talking about. And 99% of the time, she has been right. The only 1% is when she got the name wrong. But the thing was happening. Like, she came in one time and was like, there's a bee in here. And we're like... (laughs) Ain't no fucking bee in there, and it was like a fly, but it looked like a bee. So she was kind of still right. But anyway, she's like, there's a a gecko in the living room, and we look at each other like, ain't no fucking way there's another. Like, you're mistaking a big spider or something because you're just, you're gecko lovesick at this point, right? Like, you saw a gecko yesterday. You think there's another another gecko. There's just no way in fucking hell there's two geckos in our house. There's just no way. (laughs) We go in the living room. We're standing there. We look. It's an even bigger gecko than the previous gecko we just oh got out Oh my goodness, no way. How, Sway? It's a bigger gecko. So we fucking, I'm like, oh my God, now it's on me, right? Like, because I wasn't home when my wife caught the first one. I got to be the man now. Man. Like, I have That's to be right. the man of the house. You're the man now. I got to get the goddamn gecko. Like, I, it's on me. I'm like, well, I can't ask her to get it, even though she's great, apparently great at catching them. <laughs> I have to try to do it because I'm the man in the house. I went... <laughs> I went and got a fucking food container from the junk drawer. And I'm like, I'm going to catch this gecko because this is what I have to do. I slowly approach it from behind. It's turning its head a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm making good progress. Like I'm not moving too fast. I'm not alerting it, but I'm getting really close. Right before I try to like put the cup over it, it dashes underneath our entertainment system and disappears. So now there's still a lizard in the house. We got rid of the lizard only to gain another lizard. Now, the next day, I caught the motherfucker on my pillow as I was making my bed. (laughs) Tried to catch it again. Like, when I tried to catch it with the cup this time, I, like, basically, like, severed its body in half. And it scared me because I didn't want to hurt it. So I I clasped down on it wrong, and I was hurting it. So it freaked me out. I was like, ah! And I let go, and then it ran up under the bed and disappeared. So... After two attempts at catching the gecko, it took for my wife again today wow. while I was at work to catch it in the smallest ice water cup we had in the house. No problem. She said, yeah, I basically just cornered it underneath the covers and just gently swept it into the cup and uh, escorted it back outside. So 
either we have a lizard infestation in our home at this point, or there's something attracting lizards to our house. I don't know what's happening. If I see another one, I'm probably going to move. One second. One second.